Post 82 is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know King's ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals, with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. There are tickets across all major leagues and teams, so head to the App Store or Play Store now to download Game Time and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. All right, what we're talking about, what it takes to win in this league consistently, and that's why we went out to try to get guys like Trevor and Corey to add to this group. Um, and when you when you can come on the road as a team and win these type of games. Uh, I think it just it makes the group, uh, the overall group, stronger as we continue down our, our, our journey. How more impressive is this, considering that the San Antonio game things went so wrong down the stretch and uh, back-to-back games, you've gotten some really good execution on both ends late in games. Yeah, well, I think it's, it's, it shows um, the type of players we have because it's, it, this league can be brutal, and these teams in the West are really good. When you lose games, uh, you know, like San Antonio – we had a seven, nine-point lead late, uh, and then you're looking down the, the barrel of a you know Dallas, Houston back-to-back. Uh, sometimes it's it's easier to just give in, and we fa- faced it earlier in the year when we were 0 and 5. Uh, and our guys just keep they keep responding, they keep fighting. We're down in bodies, and guys are banged up. Uh, but it just it speaks to, to what the, uh, what those players are, are about in there. So last night, Harrison says you normally don't call a guard the anchor of your defense, but he said Corey really is the anchor of what you guys do. Just Can you explain kind of how important he is to what you guys have done, especially the last couple of nights defensively? Yeah, uh, he, he's huge. I mean, it's... <laughs> I, I feel like we had a good defense tonight, too, and I look at the stats sheet, Houston had 118 points. Uh, that's the <laughs> league we play in now. Uh, hey, that's but, two less than their average. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> true. Um, but I'd say, uh, I'd say Corey uh, and, and Rashawn, too, uh, really uh, been huge stabilizers in, in us turning, uh, turning ourselves into a better defensive team. We've got a long way to go still. But the way Corey, you know, whether it's we, in the Laker game, we had him on LeBron James. Dallas, it's Luka. Tonight, it's Harden. We were joking before the game when we played Milwaukee, he's going to be on Giannis. And, uh, but when you see somebody on your team that that much fight and no fear and willing to guard everybody every night, uh, it gives the, the group uh, confidence. You guys came out defensive, like got a little creative. Some yeah. of the things you were throwing at James and, and Russ just yeah. – how do you feel the guys were able to kind of implement it? It was good. That? They were they were good. I mean, we made uh, we made a lot of mistakes in it, um, but we haven't we haven't had practice time, and we you know we we put we put that in this morning in our film session. We had tape down on the on the floor in the hotel ballroom that we were in, and we walked through it in a ballroom. Uh, so, for that being said, I think our guys really did a nice job of executing uh, something that's different for us. Uh, and it also speaks to what kind of player James Harden is. I mean, it's, we've been playing our defensive coverage is pretty darn good lately. And we, like every team in this league, when they come to play Houston, switches up and has to be just such a dominant offensive player that uh, you, you can't just guard him with traditional, uh, with traditional coverage. And he still had 27. And there you go. Uh, as I try to get a little more creative with this here uh, podcast, as a little... Uh, Post-game, Luke Walton talking about the resiliency of the Kings to bounce back from their 
meltdown, if you want to call it that, in San Antonio to follow that up with back-to-back wins at Dallas, at Houston, two of the top teams in the Western Conference. Um, the, that latest win coming at Houston Monday night on a buzzer-beater, uh, game-winning three-pointer by Nemanja Bialica to give the Kings a 119-118 victory over the Houston Rockets at Toyota Sitter. In case you don't know, you heard my voice on that audio, and this is me again. This is Jason Jones of The Athletic your co-host of Throne Room Breakdown, uh, your longtime Kings beat writer, foodie, all those other things. But we're going to go ahead and just jump into what we saw out there at Toyota Center. Very competitive game. A few things I want to hit on. And uh, whew, it, was a, like I said, it was a very fun night, a very competitive game. Probably a game that a lot of people didn't think would be competitive. Kings are playing the third game in four nights. I said, uh, had a pretty, you know, a big win Sunday at Dallas. So if they had, you know, come in and maybe had a little bit of slippage, you know, fallen off, maybe, you know, and lost to Houston. I don't think anyone would have looked at the Kings crazy given their, um, like I said, three and four nights. Still not completely healthy. Corey Joseph is still dealing with the back stiffness. He played again, you know, Bogdan Bogdanovich is not 100%. Still no Marvin Bagley on the, on the, on the floor. De'Aaron Fox not close to getting back. So if you go into Houston with all the things going on and you drop a game to, you know, James Harden, who's having a monster year as normal, and when your second best player is Russell Westbrook, <laughs> if you you know, if you lose to a team like that, I don't think anyone's gonna hold that against the Kings or look at them sideways or anything. But Kings didn't do that. And the Kings actually jumped out there, came up big. Um Responded to uh, I say an early a couple of early uh, body blows from the Rockets in the first half to go ahead and put, you know came out with a strong third quarter. How about that, y'all? Strong third quarter from the Kings, winning the third quarter on the road against an elite Western Conference team, and said uh, after Russell Westbrook went Russell Westbrook drove length of the floor just right through the Kings to give the Rockets a. Uh, 118-116 lead with one second to go. That set up the Nemanja Bielitsa heroics. Uh, if you watch the replay, you can see on that play, uh, Corey Joseph is inbounding the ball. James Harden is basically hugging Buddy Hill. He's not letting him go. And Nemanja was able to you know, pop back. Like, there's some miscommunication there. Houston didn't want to give up an easy layup, and like uh, PJ Tucker got kind of caught in between, and all of a sudden the mine is wide open for gets a 33 foot game winning three, knocked that down, game over, celebration, 50 cent courtside, 21 savage courtside, the Kimbin with tumble courtside, all there to see the Kings celebrate. So that's kind of your brief summary. But here's what I want to touch on um, about this game. One, I want to give Luke Walton some props. Luke Walton and his coaching staff kind of touched on it in the in the audio before this. He mentioned uh, you know, trying some new things defensively. Kings went boxing one on James Harden. I remember uh, in the finals, there were people who were laughing at Nick Nurse because he used a boxing one on Steph Curry. But this is about winning, and you do whatever you have to do to try to win. You can't let people get caught up in, oh, that's a high school defense. We don't do that. Whatever. You do what you got to do to win. So I'm giving them credit for going to that. Not that you were going to stop James Harden. I mean, he had 27, which is actually 
more than 11 below than his season average entering the game. But still, 27 points and 10 assists is nothing to be no <laughs> to laugh at. But he also did have eight turnovers. Russell Westbrook had, you know, if you're, if you're going to play that team and you want a guy to shoot, you want Russ to be the guy shooting more. Russ ended up with 34 points and eight assists, but he also had six turnovers. And the Kings did a, to me, I thought they did a good job, uh, whether in the, in that box one or not, of keeping someone in between James, not falling for the bait for the on the fouls, you know, not reaching too much, not allowing Harden to bait them into bad fouls, silly fouls, tricking the ref to get fouls, all that stuff. James took eight free throws, which is, a, you know, for the, for him, that's a low number. James lives at the free throw line, and the Kings were very disciplined. As you know, with the Kings, fouling's been an issue. You know, they like to get in there and get the hack on sometimes. And they did a great job, I thought, of being disciplined in what they ran. You know, it's kind of crazy to say a team that gave up 118 points played good defense, but the Kings really did, I think, in terms of executing the game plan, just making, trying to make life difficult on those two guards. I think they did a good job of that. And a lot of that credit goes to Corey Joseph, who on this team has taken on the role of, you know, he called, he told me they used to call him the fire extinguisher, but sometimes it's best not to let that fire get started. And he's done a great job in these last couple of games. I mean, taking on the responsibility of being the primary guy who's going to start off the game on Luka Doncic. Uh, tonight, he starts off the game on James Harden. And just really, I thought it was really disruptive, really aggressive. Like I said, without fouling. Uh, excessively get this Corey Joseph only had one foul and one of his primary jobs was to chase around James Harden that's 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 damn good you can't hate on that that's damn good then you also had um Trevor Ariza who chipped in Trevor had a pretty productive 25 minutes I thought had eight points uh two or six on three I didn't even peep this during the game Trevor had seven assists you know, people you know have hated on Trevor this season. Some of the fans, you know, media folks, why is this guy playing? He shouldn't be playing at all. But you know, Trevor's defense and talking to the guys in the locker room, his leadership means a lot to this team. From what I can gather from the guys, they talk about how Trevor, Corey, and HB Harrison Barnes are guys who were key to settling them down. You know, hey guys, this is what we got to do. We got to do this right. You can't do this. You can't do that. And I could tell from these last couple of games, those guys really took that San Antonio game personally because some of those mistakes down the stretch, those weren't young guys. Those were guys like Corey and hey, those were the vets who were on the team to help solidify things who didn't come through down the stretch. And you can really just tell lately, those guys have been engaged. Not to say that they weren't trying, but you know, the. You can really see an uptick in what they've been trying to do these last couple of games. So just the, the entire team at the Kings threw with James Harden and Russell Westbrook, I thought, did a good job. I mean, Russ shot 13 of 17, but but he was getting to he was getting to the rim, but he wasn't um, able to. You know, James didn't get going in the same manner. James was eight of 19, three of 10 from three. So. I think if you're going to go into a game and you're going to say Russ is going to outscore James, but James is also going to shoot 8 of 19, damn it, you're going to take that. You're going to live with it and see what it gets you. So I said, kudos, props, all that stuff, high five for the Kings and their defensive game plan. Like I said, you never don't say good defense when a team shoots 48.8% and scores 118, but I thought the Kings game plan was very good. 
thought they executed well. And what I like is that, unlike maybe last season or previous seasons, there were times where you would say, at least try something different. At least try to make the you know the, the guy uncomfortable. The Kings are doing everything they can to make guys uncomfortable. That's a, step, a definite step in the right direction. Something that's good to see if this team is eventually going to become a good team. Next, I want to get back to uh, Buddy Heald. We had more efficient Buddy Heald. Second game in a row. 6-13 on threes. 10-19 overall. Team high 26 points. Three assists, four rebounds, two steals. I mean, Buddy, Buddy all over the place. Buddy hit the hit a big three um, with 8.4 seconds to go to tie the game at 116. And just just been a, a much more efficient player these last couple of games. He really took that San Antonio game to heart as well. I think that San Antonio game could be a game that we look back at. I don't know, maybe you know February, March, and say. That's where some of these guys started to get it. That's where things started to click a little. And I think Buddy took that game hard. He really, I mean, we're in Dallas. He's still talking about how he blew the defensive coverage and that game was his fault and he tricked it off. You know, I know you're supposed to go on to the next one, so everyone says, but I like that Buddy was pissed about it. I like that it bothered him. I don't, I've been around too many teams, too many players where I don't think losing bothered them. And I'm a big believer in, you got to hate to lose as much as you love to win. And you're starting to see a culture form little by little of guys who hate to lose. So I'm glad Buddy was pissed off, and he's played better these last couple of games. So that's a big step in the right direction for the Kings. A couple of other things I want to hit on about what we saw out there tonight. Kings uh, are going to shoot three, clearly. They're going to shoot a lot of them tonight, 20 of 45, 44.4%. It's 23 pointers made. Tied the franchise record, but unlike when they got 23s November 6th at Toronto, the Kings actually won this game. So that record feels probably feels a lot better to those guys considering that it came in a win. And the win allowed them to finish this road trip 2-2. Two and two. And if you would have said after the, the way they you know, pretty much just fumbled away, literally fumbled away the game in San Antonio, there's no way you would have thought this would be a 2-2 two and two road trip. Especially looking at, as, as Luke says, said, you know, you're looking at a back-to-back with San Antonio and Houston. You're talking about Luka Doncic, James Harden, back-to-back nights. That's going to be that's going to be a terrifying, <laughs> a terrifying trip for a lot of teams. And the Kings looked it right in the eye and took it head on and went at it. So props to the Kings for how they uh, handled that. You know, they get a day off on Tuesday before they get back to work Wednesday against OKC, and before we get out of here, want to talk about, um, there's been a lot of people in my mentions, people wondering what's going on with Marvin Bagley, Is he going, why isn't he playing yet, and as I wrote, and as he said, that thumb, you know, he basically couldn't use that thumb for six weeks, it, it's, he doesn't feel the strength is there yet, they're working on it, I think there's a good chance he makes his return during his homestand, but I, I get the feeling that just the way the Kings have played, the way they've bought into the system, I don't. Marvin might start when he gets back, but Marvin's gonna have to earn his minutes because if you look at the uh, last couple of games, Luke's gone to an uh, eight-man rotation. Dwayne Detman, who was signed the big free agent deal in the offseason, an, another DMP CD at Houston. And if he if Marvin's coming back and Dwayne's out the rotation, and you assume that that'll be you know maybe Marvin will come in ahead of Dwayne, but 
Bielitz has been good in some spot minutes as a backup five these last couple of games. So Marvin's going to have to earn this. Uh, the Kings are no longer in that mold of we're going to give young guys playing time because we're trying to develop them. They want they want to make guys earn their time now. So it's a different a little different world in that locker room. You saw that with Rashawn Holmes coming in as a guy who maybe before the year would have been considered maybe the tenth or eleventh man, who's now your starting center and a key to your defense, and along with Corey Joseph, but a key to helping trying to change the defensive mindset and culture of the team. And like I said, Deadman, who in most cases you would assume, hey, you sign a three-year, forty-some-odd million-dollar deal, that guy's going to start, and <laughs> he's going to be in the starting lineup. But Luke hasn't played him the last couple of games. Part of it, you know, you look at the the teams they're playing, maybe Luke just wants, wants to be able to go small and have more flexibility, but still. It's a big statement from the coach and from the way the team is going to go is that you're going to earn your minutes. It's not going to be anything given to anybody. So I like what I've seen from them the, the last couple of games in this road trip, 2-2. Two and two. Proved a 10-13 and 13 on the season. Uh, if you're keeping count, that would make them, what, 10-8 and eight since the 0-5 start. So, big, you know, a couple of good, couple of home games coming up. Uh, uh, Oklahoma City and those lovable slump busting New York Knicks. And I think if the Kings have learned anything from their kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe you would call it embarrassing loss to Chicago. You can't take anyone lightly. So, so the Kings will have Tuesday off after back to backs. You know, there'll, there'll probably be a bunch of guys getting treatment because they need it after. How beat up the Kings are right now in terms of injuries. Then you get back at it against the Thunder. See how it goes. I've got not much else to add for from tonight except that it was a fun, fun hell of a game to watch. It was fun, exciting down to the wire, literally down down to the to the last second. Nemanja Bielitsa, thirty three foot game winning three pointer, put that one away. Kings win one nineteen one eighteen. You know where to find me at on Twitter, Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. Instagram, Mr. Jones LBC. Uh, Theathletic.com for all your Kings coverage. Again, I'm Jason Jones. Hope you all enjoyed uh, this podcast. We appreciate your feedback for these post-82s as well as uh, your usual throne room breakdown with myself and Kenny Carraway. So shoot us that feedback. Tell us what you want us to talk about. We're here to serve the people. Something like that. So y'all take care. You be safe out there. Have fun. And we will check back in with you uh, sometime Tuesday. Myself and Kenny jumping on there and doing what we do, talking about the Kings and whatever else we want to talk about. So hope you enjoy this. Hope you enjoy that. Like I said, hit me on that social media. Give me your feedback. We appreciate it. Take care. And I'm gone.